us. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty serious, especially up in northern Indiana. Several tornado warnings for places like White and Benton County until about 1015. Uh, that's where a lot of the storm is heading uh, into the northern part of the state. Some of it might head towards the central and the south, but right now uh, things are looking pretty dicey uh, in northern Indiana. We kind of knew this would be a day where weather would be active, but uh, man, it's, it's just gotten more and more progressively uh, dangerous as, as the day has gone on. A lot of places in the Midwest have been hit hard with tornadoes. Well, if you are in the car listening to us right now, first of all, we appreciate it. But secondly, be safe. And if you are anywhere close to those towns that and counties that John just mentioned, definitely seek shelter. Well, Johnny, while we got you, mm-hmm. we got to talk some Indiana Hoosier basketball all because right. some big news. Jalen hood Shafino into the NBA draft. Now, please explain this for some folks because with the way the transfer portal and everything works now, there are options. The player can go into the NBA draft, but he can maintain his college eligibility. That's not the case, though, for Jalen Hochefino. He signed with an agent, right? Yeah, he did. And, and and it's just this was something that I think he always wanted to do. Uh, he waited probably as long as possible. And I, I don't know how high he'll go in the first round, but I've seen some mock drafts say he's 13th or 14th. But I think he just made the informed decision to say, this is I, I got to strike while the iron's hot. I just had a good year. Uh, for IU, he averaged about 14 points a game. Of course, he had that one game where he went off uh, against Purdue and scored 35 points, and and uh, that's just the way it is. Sometimes, if you're not you leaving to go to the transfer portal and you have a really good freshman year, all these scouts and NBA guys who came to watch Jalen Hood Shafino all say the same thing. He's got the NBA guard prototype look. He's got the height. He's got the ball handling skills. He's got the jump shot. Um, probably a little more raw than they would like him to be, but you know he's he's young and he feels like he's got to take his opportunity right now. Well, that has to be part of the attractiveness of going to IU, right? That Mike mm-hmm. Woodson is a longtime NBA coach, and you know Jalen Hood Shafino. I, th- I think everybody realized his time in Bloomington probably would be short, but going to play for Mike Woodson is part of getting developed as part of an NBA prospect. Yeah, and it's I think Mike Woodson's the perfect coach for IU to have right now with all this transfer portal stuff. <laughs> when he was coaching the New York Knicks, he dealt with free agency and getting guys in and then seeing guys leave I mean he's used to this so he he's used to this kind of atmosphere and I think that's what Scott Dolson the athletic director noticed when he thought who are we going to get uh, as the next coach and this was part of what he envisioned you know Mike Woodson is a guy who can handle these kinds of situations and um, he's already been busy uh, you know g- getting guys like Peyton Starks from Ball State to transfer in you know to IU and there's been other guys that he's been looking at so IU's already been active in the portal and a lot of that's because of what Mike Woodson's able to do. Got about 90 seconds here you brought up an important factor in college basketball which is of course the transfer portal and, and Jalen Hood Shafino coming in as a one and done player this is not something that is new to college basketball if you're going to be a program like a duke if you're going to be a program like a kansas if you're going to be a program like a north carolina if that's what iu wants to be they have to live with these things happening a hood shafino leaving after one year and then you got to put in the work in the offseason if you want to stay successful yeah and iu's been targeting guards to get ready for him to to leave because they were preparing for this scenario uh xavier johnson if he can get that medical hardship uh, approved by the ncaa because he was out he's been out since december uh, he might come back and be the starting point guard next year. So th- they're addressing that. And, and I think Mike Woodson, he's a smart guy. He knew that Hood <laughs> Shafino was an NBA caliber talent. I think he had this plan in place to try to make sure he went after plenty of guards and also some bigs in the transfer portal and uh, here in the offseason. John Herrick, you hear him with 93 WIBC, the new 
News Director for the radio station. Johnny, congrats. You deserve it. And happy for all your success, my man. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks a lot, Brendan. Stay safe, everybody, tonight, please. Yeah, with all that tornado and severe weather stuff, John Herrick giving us an update. He is the man, always does a spectacular job. But coming up here in a matter of moments is the second scoreboard update of the evening for our very own Sam Fritz. This Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update is brought to you by Hills of Brown Vacation Rentals. Check out great weekday specials on secluded stays in the woods of Brown County. Over 100 secluded cabins. BrownCountyLawCabins.com BrownCountyLogCabins.com All right, the Indiana Pacers are in the books, and this one is a win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. That game wrapping up 121 to 117. Standout players for the Pacers. TJ McConnell was hot tonight, just short of a triple-double, 21 points, 8 assists, 9 rebounds. We had a double-double from Jalen Smith, 15 rebounds, 12 points from him. The rookie Benedict Matherin with 15 points, and Andrew Nemhard, fellow second-round draft pick, with 18 points himself. That advances the Pacers to 34 and 44 on the year. They will play again on April 2nd as they travel to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers. Minor League Baseball, the Indianapolis Indians, their home game has gone from great to terrible. They started off with a 5-0 lead up until the eighth inning. They're now in the top of the ninth, and that lead has dropped as they now trail 8-6 against the Oklahoma City Storm Chasers. If you're following MLB action, the Chicago White Sox are still doing well. They're in the top of the sixth, leading over the Houston Astros 3 to nothing. The Miami Marlins and New York Mets played earlier today. The Marlins win 2 to 1, and the Rockies and Padres just got started. Top of the first, nothing to nothing there so far. More to come, and like you just heard, stay safe. The weather's going to be getting bad out there. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Brendan King, Sam Fritz, and Jonathan Smith. We're glad to have you with us. We'll be joined by Matt Schumacher, play-by-play voice for Fox Sports and Big Ten Network here shortly as we will talk some college hoops in Final Four. The Final Four comes your way tomorrow. Florida Atlantic and San Diego State and Miami and UConn. As Matt Schumacher just trying to connect with Shu, he does a great job for Fox Sports and Big Ten Network. He was actually on the call for a number of games with the Big East Network as well for FS1 um, on the call for the UConn Huskies and Dan Hurley and everything that the Husky program has accomplished this year as he joins us now. Matt Schumacher, play-by-play voice for Fox Sports and BTN. My man, thank you for taking some time. I know you have a busy day tomorrow But let's talk some hoop. Let's talk some Final Four and what's coming up tomorrow. You said 
You have a couple nuggets for me, so lay them on me. Okay. So the first one, I just caught the tail end of what you were saying with Dan Hurley, and obviously UConn has has rolled through this tournament. Since 2002, Brennan King, every national champ has been ranked top 39 in offensive efficiency, top 22 in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. The only team left in this tournament that meets both criteria is UConn. Um, And I think they've shown that in this tournament. You know, uh, they've had an interesting season. Obviously, they started out, what was it, 12-0, 12-1. They were top five in the country. They hit a tough spurt during Big East play. I think they lost five of six in January. And at that point, it was kind of like, man, is this the team that we thought they were going to be? But there's there's really two seasons. There's really three seasons. You got your non-conference, your conference, and then March, if you're lucky enough to make the tournament. And I think UConn has perfectly embodied that, and they just look like a championship-caliber team in this tournament. They have looked right up to par. Here's what I want to ask you, because I know you saw UConn quite a bit, whether that was television or live. How big of a factor is their big guy, Sonogo, in the grand scheme of things? Huge. I mean, whether or not he's scoring, he makes such an impact, I think, especially defensively, because he's so physical. He's so good with his feet. He has gotten better as the season has gone along in terms of defending without fouling, and he alters shots, whether or not he's blocking them. But I actually think... You know, a lot of people are talking about the guard play in the Miami versus UConn game, and certainly that'll be, you know, something to watch with Jordan Hawkins, Isaiah Wong, and then their supporting cast of characters on the perimeter. But I'm actually really excited to see Norshad O'Meer, who started his career at Arkansas State, and I saw him actually called one of his games in the Sun Belt tournament a couple of years ago. Now he's at Miami. He's 250 pounds. That could be a really fun matchup in the post between he and Sonogo that I think maybe is flying under the radar a little bit because the guard play in that game is going to be so good. Um, Here's another little nugget for you since we're talking Miami-UConn. Lay it on me. All right, UConn's a favorite, right? They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. Their average margin of victory in this tournament is 22-and-a-half points. But in the last three years, no team in the country has been better against the spread than Miami. Wow, okay. So if you're looking for an underdog, the Hurricanes might be your team. So you're bringing in the Vegas effect here. I'm bringing – you know what? It's late night. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking after dark, the Vegas effect is here. I love it. Hey, and that leads me into my next point, that we have the same diploma from the same school, and – yeah. The the other section of this Final Four, and this is no disrespect to either Florida Atlantic or San Diego State. It's just the name of the game. And this leads me into my question of, is this the biggest upset slash underdog Final Four game since Butler VCU? Because even when Loyola Chicago made their run, Loyola Chicago had some dudes, and they were playing Michigan on the other side. So there was really only one section of that Final Four game that had Cinderella over it. Florida Atlantic's the biggest Cinderella in the world right now, but San Diego State, everybody and their brother either had Alabama or Arizona coming out of that section of the tournament. 
Nobody had San Diego State, and which is crazy because the run San Diego State has been on, they were arguably one of the best teams in the country when the tournament was canceled due to COVID. That was when they lost two games. But they're being discounted a little bit. But bringing in the Florida Atlantic effect, is this kind of the most slept-on Final Four game of two teams? You're like, what are they doing here since Butler VCU? I think so. It was funny. I was I was just thinking last week when these two teams officially made the Final Four that it felt a lot like Butler VCU. And, of course, if you remember back to that 2011 year, on the other side of the bracket was UConn and I believe Kentucky. Don't yes. quote me on that. I thought it was Kentucky. So, and, and, you know, obviously we've got three first-time Final Four participants and then UConn. But I, I do think UConn's going to win. That's my pick in their game against Miami. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. And then they're going up against a massive, massive underdog. But if we've learned anything in this tournament, it is truly anything is possible this year. And FAU, if they win, would be the first nine seed ever since tournament seeding for the NCAA tournament to make the championship game, which is pretty remarkable. That is remarkable, and it has been, as you said, expect the unexpected for this tournament. I think, well, we texted about this, that everybody's bracket was in the shredder after oh, yeah. maybe, man i was watching a cub spring training game in the booth and they had a television in the corner i had to watch arizona get beat as i was trying to keep my cool doing a baseball game it's not fun oh my gosh mine was a dumpster fire halfway <laughs> through the first day it was atrociously bad um but most pools that i was in they were also just like the family pools that I was in. They they were also yeah. just as bad. So until Texas lost, um, I was still in it. I had a chance to win my family bracket, but not this year. Hey, it's a always we'll get them next year mentality. By the way, this interview is proof that a Cubs fan and a Cardinals fan can get along just fine on opening weekend. I love it. Thanks, they my man. Can. You got it, buddy. Matt Schumacher, play-by-play voice for Fox Sports. And BTN taking some time, talking Final Four. Coming up next, we're going to get the ACC perspective from Taylor Tannebaum from ESPN. That's next on IST. It's Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk on a Friday night. Brendan King in for the coach, Bob Lovell. Thank you all for tuning in. Right now, five good minutes with the star of the show. That's Sam Fritz. This Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update is brought to you by Hills of Brown Vacation Rentals. Get away to beautiful Brown County with a cabin stay at browncountylawcabins.com. Over 100 secluded cabins, many with hot tubs and game rooms. Browncountylawcabins.com. Thank you, BK. Good to be here yet again. All right, so as I said in my last update, the Pacers and Oklahoma City Thunder wrapped up not too long ago. It was the Indiana Pacers with the win, 121-117. to 117. Standout players being TJ McConnell, just short of a triple-double, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Jalen Smith got a double-double for himself. Starting at center today, he recorded 15 rebounds and 12 points, replacing Miles Turner, who, according to... Head coach Rick Carlisle, the Pacers, might be out for the rest of the season. Also, getting some time in its center was Isaiah Jackson, who, of course, every time he touches the court, he manages to throw it down. Here's him with a slam dunk in the first quarter. Now Brissett, final minute of the opening quarter. Very good find. 
really good ball movement. And the bases want to get some ball movement. After that, you also had Buddy Heald with 13 points on limited minutes. And O'Shea Brissett, as you heard, he fed the ball to Jackson in that clip. Seven points for him, six rebounds, two assists for him on the night. Pacers will be in action on April 2nd against the Cleveland Cavaliers in an away game. Moving on to minor league baseball, the Indianapolis Indians have just wrapped up and what started looking like a dominant win finished as a loss as the Indians fall to the Storm Chasers 8-6, losing that game in the ninth inning, allowing the Storm Chasers to score four runs. Other Indianapolis team in action, the Indy Fuel of the ECHL, they defeated the Wheeling Nailers tonight. 3-1 in their game. The Fort Wayne Comets, also of the ECHL, were in action. And they fought hard, but they ended up falling to the Kalamazoo Wings 4-3 in their game. Keeping it on hockey, there was some limited action in the NHL tonight. Buffalo Sabres beat the New York Rangers in overtime 3-2. The Detroit Red Wings are currently trailing to the Winnipeg Jets 5-0 in the third period. And getting underway in just a couple minutes here, you'll have the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks, as well as the Dallas Stars and the Arizona Coyotes at 10.30. NCAA women's basketball, the first game has been decided. Third-ranked LSU beats number one-ranked Virginia Tech 79-72. And the second game of the Final Four is in action right now as Iowa currently leads over South Carolina 18-11 with two minutes remaining in the first quarter. The NCAA men's teams are going to be in action tomorrow for their Final Four. Florida Atlantic is going to take on San Diego State. Here's Florida Atlantic head coach Dusty May on what it's like being a Cinderella team. I love to see it just because it's an opportunity for those outside of the national spotlight to uh, to be on the big stage and, and show what they can do. The Loyola team resonates the most uh, because I have personal relationships with some people in the administration, and we, also, we played that team when I was an assistant at Florida and we were really, really good, and they came in to Gainesville and beat us. So I think it's great for the game uh, to have new faces, new people uh, on the scene. I think, I think it's really cool. Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, again, one half of the Final Four matchups tipping off at 6.09 tomorrow. The other half is going to be Miami against University of Connecticut. University of Connecticut center Donovan Klingen on when he knew they could be a Final Four team. You know, beginning of the year when we were on a 14-0 run, uh, winning a lot of games, playing at our best, um, you know, I thought we had a chance to make a deep run. You know, we obviously went through a tough stretch, but I feel like that made us stronger and made us better. That game tipping off at 8:49 tomorrow, deciding who will be taking themselves to the men's national championship game. In Major League Baseball, earlier today, the Miami Marlins defeated the New York Mets 2-1. Chicago White Sox had the lead. They're still holding on by a string, 3-2. The Astros now getting two runs on them in the seventh. Colorado Rockies are up at the end of the first over the San Diego Padres 2-0. And first pitch not yet underway, but will be soon for the Cleveland Guardians against the Seattle Mariners. And the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Dodgers, both of those games getting started in about six minutes. I'll see you guys again in 15. For Never Canadian Sports, I'm Sam Fritz.